Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Outlook by Brooke. Now, today we actually have a bunch of um a bunch of things, but they are not really um explosive or huge, but they're incremental to like what the the direction we're going, you know, these phases that we have to get through. And so, I'm going to cover a few of them. But I just want to share a little bit about what is going on in my community currently. Now, I'm sure that there are a lot of you that experience natural disasters. Up north, we have blizzards. Down south, we have hurricanes. You know, there's tornadoes and earthquakes all over, especially more so now that they are cleaning out dumps still. And the flooding continues to be a problem in the most random of areas, um, places that have never experienced flooding before. So, last year, as you all may remember, we had Hurricane Ida come through South Louisiana and Middle Louisiana and Mississippi, and it was a very strong hurricane. Um, I actually grew up, and my dad would say that we had to stay inside when the hurricane was passing, and you could just hear this this harsh whistling whipping sound um and as an adult that owned my own house this was the very first major hurricane that i experienced um like having kids and stuff with so i took it upon myself to go outside briefly just to experience what does the actual wind feel like and it wasn't very long because obviously it was very rough outside. And I mean, it didn't even have to be flooding. Um, the amount of rain wasn't the issue. It was the wind because the wind, even like on, on the north side of my house, per se. Um, I have an awning, a nice little kind of exterior foyer. And I got water on uh, the tile floor in my interior foyer because the wind was pushing so fast and so the water would hit my front door which is it's honestly like a good little five feet that that water would have to travel at a severe pace um and it would break underneath our windowsill so that just kind of gives you guys an idea of just a small part of what we experienced um we weren't nearly impacted by major damages but we did experience a week's worth of power outages um some people i know personally experience a month long power outage and there was a whole lot of linemen from around the u.s that came down to help restore power because there was so much damage that um you know people that live out here just we they, we couldn't do it fast enough um and there were some areas that were remote that like in the swamps that had power lines that maybe the pole snapped maybe the wires were like just couldn't hang on anymore um with that being said we have experienced um a good bit of um personal loss with that and our energy companies have decided i guess they don't have insurance 
because they have decided to add like 1.2 billion or 1.3, I don't know, some astronomical number onto all of the residents in the area um, on our bills to make up for it. Now, I am no connoisseur of the energy industry. However, I do feel that if we have that big of a loss for that company that they need to make up and they need to add a little extra to our bills because they were at a loss, they probably should not be giving their CEO a $4 million raise simultaneously as we're getting an increase on our bill. These are local people-ish. I mean, they're not exactly living in New York in a a rooftop suite or a penthouse, but $4 million. And it just makes me kind of step back and say, okay, well, if this is on a smaller scale, how much of this has happened to other companies on a bigger scale um, where the recipients of several services or items that you would buy they have become increasingly astronomical in price, even groceries, okay? And how much are those CEOs making? All the top dogs on on those companies, how much are they making? Because I don't think that um, we should be quite as oppressed by this inflation if people are still continuing to get several million dollars or billion dollars of raises. So you guys out there may be experiencing something very similar. And I just wanted to let you guys know that you are not alone. And this is going to be temporary. God's got this. We got this. White hats will definitely have this. This is not the end-all be-all, and it's definitely not where um, all of South Louisiana's power bills will stay. So that um, was quite disappointing, but on a different front in Louisiana, other states may have this as well. We have this um, law, and it is for um, when you go to enroll your children in school and they ask, is your child up to date on vaccinations? Well, I had the pleasure of enrolling my five-year-old into school today for the first time ever. Uh, Super new at this. And um, I figured it was important to stand my ground. I personally quit vaccinating my children um, in 2017 when I found out that a lot of the childhood vaccines have aborted baby fetal cells in it. And I just couldn't go to sleep at night if I chose to continue with that knowledge. So, when I went to register my kids, I looked into it, or when I went to register my oldest, um, and so I gave them everything that we needed to enroll, and they said, okay, all we're missing is their vaccination record, and just very kindly, very calmly, I said, yes, ma'am, I need the paperwork for the Louisiana Law RS-17 semicolon 170. And the lady looked at me and she said, oh my goodness, I, I don't even have these papers printed out for that. Um, let me go print that real quick. And so she left and she came back and I, it was just simple. I had to sign, 
I, so and Brooke Petrie, the mom of, you know, blank, submit to, you know, personal, physiological, whatever reasons uh, that I will not vaccinate, such, so on and so forth. And then the school person had to sign as well. Um, it felt really good to exercise this right um, because there are so many people that have been oppressed or pushed into getting the COVID vaccine. And now Moderna is thinking about making a monkey pox vaccine. And I was able to make a decision and thankfully didn't have a lot of backlash. But it was very alarming that they did not have those slips on hand to be um, filled out. That that shows me how many parents around here truly are just, and I don't mean this in a negative, like a, a mean way, but they're quite ignorant as to like what they're putting in their kid's body or they're just mindlessly going through life, not caring really truly about um, the health and like the health system and how it's going to possibly long-term affect our kids. Um, so I exercised my right today and um, however you guys feel in different states, um, if you don't agree with vaccinations and your state doesn't have that, you can totally come move to Louisiana because that is something that our state is doing right. One of few, but <laughs> we'll move on. Um, so, you know the island of Tonga, right? Uh, about six months ago, eight months ago, something like that. Um, the news was all worried. Oh, Tonga, Tonga, Tonga. They're going to have an explosion. Their, their volcanoes are going to erupt. And it's going to send a huge wave, a tsunami, all throughout the Atlantic Ocean. And it's going to annihilate the entire East Coast of the U.S. of A. And everyone was freaked out. So, you know, I, of course I did research. Of course I couldn't just stay home and freak out about it. So I looked it up, and um, it said that there was a lot of um, earthquakes um, under this volcano, and that they thought it was a telltale sign that this volcano would erupt and maybe overdue, and blah 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 blah, and so on and so forth. Well, the government has a website that you can go online to and see all of the earthquakes for that day and their magnitude, where they're at. You can zoom in, you can zoom out all over the world. And so, uh, move over the Atlantic Ocean, and I see Tonga, and I zoom in, and I zoom in, and I zoom in some more, and uh, see that there's like earthquakes like 10 minutes apart, 5 minutes apart, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and that didn't really bother me. What did bother me is that they were in an exact grid pattern. And I'm not just talking about like four or five. I'm talking about like 12 to 20. Okay. And so I would keep my eyes on that over time. Um, you know, every few days I'd check it. And about a month later, I was like, well, screw it. I'm just going to quit checking it because it always looks the same. And it's obvious. Deep State's trying to make it erupt. And they're trying to annihilate the East Coast of, you know, America. They want, um, they have a, a, a de what is it? The de-escalation of our population, depopulation agenda. And so what better way to take so many people out than with a whole freaking tsunami? So... It's been some time since then, okay? 
And once I saw the grid pattern, once I realized it was truly deep state, once I realized white hats are in control, that I said, you know what, I'm not worrying about this dang Tonga volcano. Ain't doing it. So today, I'm scrolling through trying to see what lies the mainstream media is feeding us now. And I uh, come across a NPR, um, one of their daily updates. It said, Tonga's volcano sent tons of water into the stratosphere that could be, that could warm the earth. So not only are they pushing this Tonga volcano um, to scare people that they could have a, a, a giant tsunami and take out the entire east coast or half of the u.s whatever they were saying now let's just go ahead and blame it on climate change global warming why not we should donate to global warming so we can get this under control well guess what periodically throughout the years we have went through ice ages well that's what they tell us. And I guarantee you that they do have these harp weather modification systems and these big machines that make plenty of clouds. And they do manipulate the weather. So am I buying into this garbage about Tonga's volcano? Absolutely not. But just thought it was interesting that it resurfaced in the news Seems like another false flag event, another deep state tactic, and I personally do not submit to fear porn, so you guys shouldn't either. Now we're going to move on to the next one. We have two um, Houston pharmacy owners that they're now in a lot of trouble. They're being indicted on account of uh, basically scamming people out of money through their business, $150 million. Now, that's not a little money. And we are being oppressed as a nation in general. Pharmaceuticals have already basically raped us for the last two years, if not before, depending on what your pre-existing health conditions were. So I am so happy to see some form of justice served even though it's not local to my community, I'm just glad that finally we're seeing some sort of people who are dealing with pharmaceuticals have to um, basically answer for what they did. Clearly, these people knew. And as we talked about yesterday with the vaccines and the numbers and the vials and what they mean, there are some people in our pharmaceutical industries that know that healthcare is not being treated like healthcare. In fact, we have so much anxiety and depression settling in on so many fronts where people are medicated for that now. And honestly, it you do what you have to do because a lot of people have kids and they have a life and they want to be happy, but they're struggling to. And these people are just making it worse. Let me just take your whole pocketbook is basically what they're telling people. So congratulations to you, Houston, for actually indicting them um, because that's just ridiculous. But anyways, excited. Let the justice system actually do its job this time. That would be amazing. 
Then we have in California, Geico is closing all of its 38 California insurance offices. Now, I don't know about y'all, but it seems like maybe Geico is folding if they have to close 38 offices in one state. And are they scamming people? Is that why, you know what I mean? Like, what is their reason? Obviously, what they're doing is not beneficial to them or the people I've dealt with insurance companies. And they're not fun to deal with. But Geico is a big company. And if we're going to have, like, you know, these CEOs that make millions, if those companies are folding, then, I mean, I'm happy. I love mom and pop's businesses. I love buying local, supporting local. And so that is what's currently going on in California. I think that this is kind of going to be an uplead to Nasara Jasara in some weird, twisted way. Um, haven't finished quite processing that yet, but when I do, I will let y'all know. (laughs) And then we have CNN. They're saying that their profits are pretty much just dwindling down because their ratings are also plummeting. And I think, um, last time I checked, which was a few months back, I think they said that they had a 70%, um, loss in viewers since the Trump administration. And we all know that he has brought to light a lot of what was hidden. And he has called people out for what they are. And he has said, and I quote, everything woke turns to shit. So, CNN wants to be woke, let them. He, President Trump, also did um, put out a little thing today. Um, I saw it on Telegram, but I'm sure that's not the only place it is. Uh, It was for U.S. congressmen. Congresswoman, sorry, Jackie Walorski. Um, she was a Republican candidate from Indiana, and she was uh, she she died in a car crash um, this afternoon or yesterday afternoon. I'm not sure. I'm just seeing this, but it looks like it was today. And um, I don't know much about her, guys. I'd be lying if I said that she was white hat or deep state because I really don't know. But if she truly died in a car crash, and that is, you know, that's really not fun for the her family, her community, but also the state as a whole, if she truly is white hat. We need so many great leaders. Um, and whether it was a rumble death or a true, you know, car crash, it just was her timing. I'm going to be saying prayers for her family because it is never easy to lose someone that you care about or have spent years with. Now, FEMA is warning us, okay? They put out a warning, and this is the biggest joke I have ever seen. Well, close to it. COVID's probably the biggest joke I've ever seen. But FEMA, is. this is what they said. Their warning emergency alert system could be hacked to transmit fake messages unless software would be updated. Now, let's just all laugh together because this is some bull. We all know that we are waiting on the EBS in which all of the people who are not awake will be awakened or be very, very confused or be very upset or very mad or very surprised. We all know that it is our jobs to comfort those in that time. So for FEMA to possibly try to discredit the EBS, that is insane. Absolutely insane. So what that tells me basically is that 
Although FEMA may be taken over by many white hats, or they are supposed to be a government assistance program, clearly there are some deep state hands still in that ring of fire. So, just know that they are a joke, and everything that the white hats are building, they're trying to discredit. Um, I'm glad that this is published because, well, let me say this. I'm glad and I'm not. I am glad because if some, if a, if the White Hats hadn't already learned that they hadn't cleared out FEMA completely, now they know and now they can do their job. I am not happy that those that are truly still not awake are now probably questioning if something pops up on their phone, what is really happening. But, you know, like I've said, I'm thinking it's like October-ish. That is really what, if my if I had to make a predicament and stand strong on it, that is truly how I feel. In which case, that's like a lot of time to update some software, right? <laughs> oh, man. These people are killing me. And uh, now we have another prime minister that has stepped down. You know, it's been a little hot minute since we've had one step down. So this was really exciting for me. I was like, oh, yeah, another one bites the dust. And it is uh, Annabelle Torres. Annabelle? Annabelle? Don't know. Anyways, that's Peru's prime minister. And I think this is our first one that we've actually seen from South America. So maybe we're going to see that shifting more towards the South American front because honestly, South America is pretty quiet. And don't think that they're quiet for no reason because remember, Hitler, he didn't just die. They took his remains out of um, whatever casket they said that, you know, he shot himself in a bunker, blah, blah, blah. The Russians had the body for a long time. They, a few years back, finally did some DNA testing, and they confirmed that it was not Hitler. Um, the CIA and Operation Mockingbird, was it? or paper? No, Operation Paperclip. They basically confirmed that he didn't die. Neither did a lot of the U.S. Well, sorry, not U.S. The Nazi soldiers, which now we're fighting in Ukraine current day. Isn't that laughable? But, um... A lot of them didn't face tribunals because they made it all the way to Argentina. Now, if you're feeling a little bit skeptical about this or you're very curious about this, I normally do not um, give credit to or um, I'm never elated to just be like, go watch this channel on TV. However, I did watch the entire documentary of Hunting Hitler on History Channel and it is a very good docu-series. Um, it takes you through a lot, beginning to end. They kind of just they kind of just travel the entire route um, and pick up clues along the way that a lot of the soldiers took from from um, Germany um, down to France. Of course, the Vatican had to have their hands in it. They Gave him a whole new identity, new birth certificate, all that good stuff. And they shipped him off to Argentina. And some of them made it to the U.S. Some of them made it to Antarctica. But my point being, sorry, that was a really long way of telling you that South America is not a bad place, but it's not a good place either. There's, I mean, there's infiltration all over this earth. There's dumbs all over this earth. But this is the very first South American 
thing that I've seen in our news in a long time, and it's a primary prime minister's resignation. So I am very happy. Um, in the inside paper posted it, and they said that that is becoming the fourth one to step down in just a year. And I know that there probably has been around a handful, but I think it's more than four. Uh, maybe you're wrong. And finally, we're going to get to our last thing for today. The U.S. Senate, it voted 95 to 1. Tell me that isn't um, suspicious. And who is the one? That's what I want to know. Anyways, I'll look into it. But they voted 95 to 1 to add Sweden and Finland to NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Now, this will stir the pot, especially with Russia, but, I mean, I've warned you guys, we're going to see an escalation, we're going to see it on a grand scale, it's, the Russia front is not going to just die down, it's not just going to be like, okay, we're done with Ukraine, we're going back home, cool, what's up, um, the, the China's Taiwan front, it's going to rev up, so is the Russia front, that's not done, I wouldn't be surprised if the Middle East revved up because that is always a place that is not at peace. Um, we are seeing a lot going on in the U.S. and Canada where people are fighting back against the deep state. And unfortunately, I don't have that much um, news on South America other than the prime minister. But what I'm saying is we can um, we're going to see this escalation. And as we see this escalation, we're going to see more military presence in small and large communities because when stuff goes down and you know there's this whole scary possible nuclear attack where everyone's freaking out and stuck in their houses and possibly saying we're under quarantine because of monkeypox our military have vetted through and are still vetting through all of the deep state rats okay so they are planning on setting up to where we have food, we have what we need, um, medicine, in the meantime, while we're shut down for three to ten days. Now, I was not going to talk about this, but maybe I will real quick. Let me pull up this article because it does deal with the military, and you guys may find this interesting. If you guys want more details on this specific thing, you guys are more than welcome to go. I found it on realrawnews.com. And they always post very interesting things. They actually have um, some of their articles are um, direct. Um, how should I put this? What exactly happened and what was said during certain tribunals? Um, and they're all names that you guys would know. But we're not going through those right now. <laughs> <laughs> military arrest. There was a military arrest. Uh, it was DNI Averill Haynes, um, and they they go on to say that you know they they don't consider her like this high threat target where they need to go in with SWAT and special ops and everything else. Um, but uh, the chase became uh, more increasing. Um, that it was hard to get a hold of her more than they thought. They considered it low risk. And uh, when two agents knocked on her door finally, um, she opened it up and she was like, oh, shit. She grabbed a gun. Well, she tried to. Um, and they averted that. Um, she was then shot in the arm. That way it made her drop her weapon, but it did not kill her. 
and now she is going to some medical facility before they ship her off to Gitmo. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If she's doing deep state stuff, she needs to pay the deep state price. Anyways, as always, follow me on Truth Social at Brooke Petrie. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>